Hello, everybody, and welcome. This is TL, and you are now on the front line. It's still a stereo podcast, people. I want y'all to go out there and listen to me. We on all your streaming websites right now. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Yes, we made it to Audible, Spotify. I guess we only got to get iHeartRadio and um, my YouTube channel going. Y'all know how I like to say, if you are looking for the news, this is not it. This is Couch Conversation with your boy. And from time to time, I pull an expert in or two to talk with me. And of course, I always got my cohort with me, my cohort in arms. Mr. Torian Richardson, welcome to the Frontline Stereo Podcast. Oh, you on mute, man. You on mute. I didn't put you on mute. I didn't put you on mute, man. You on mute. How about now? We good? Oh, yeah. You good now. You good. You good. All right. All right. All right. What's up, everybody? Man, look. <laughs> I went on vacation, man. Yeah. I went on vacation. I, I finally took a vacation in the COVID, um, in this COVID environment. I took a, I took a break. And as soon as I go on vacation, look what happened. We get all this stuff. That, this All this stuff took place, man. This, this Jacob Blake shooting this this uh uh-huh. this king t'challa done passed away on me nobody knew he was uh-huh. getting ready to pass away it's just just so much that that i was like man i'm, I'm am i really gonna come back and do a show um immediately I, I i was so focused on on what was going on with the the black community i was just saying like let's find our center so i did the show um finding our center on politics i did the show to find our center on finances um, and then I got a few more in line, but here we go. We got some news that done jumped into our couch conversation, and we got to sit down on the couch and have a conversation <laughs> about it. Um, what's going so what's on? The, what's the news, man? What's, what is the news? I mean, we we going to get to it. We going to get to it. it I just want to say, hey, what's going on, Jaron? I, I appreciate you always um, continuing to support um, Frontline Stereo Podcast. And, Tori, you, man, I just want to say, man, I really do appreciate you, brother. I do. It's fun to sit in the studio with you, have conversations with you. You always share an um, enlightened. You give me. You enlighten me from time to time when I when I go off on my rants, which I which I'm pretty much about to do today. <laughs> you, well, listen. I appreciate you sharing your space with me, man. It's always a pleasure, and I'm always grateful. So I know we go back decades, man. But uh, it's always good. It's always man, look. Good. If if y'all don't get enough of Torian, um, Torian also has his own um, podcast that he's running, and he he goes live on Monday on Where's Your Heart, where he shares and champions the uh, uh, vulnerability. So I, I definitely um, ask you guys yeah, go go right now, subscribe. Not to just my page. Um, if you're a new listener, a new viewer, so um, go to the the Frontline Stereo Podcast page and hit the subscribe button so you can get the alerts. And also, same thing for um, Where's Your Heart, because um, Torian, my man, and, and my man Roy. Oh my gosh! I, I, I yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. I actually have a um. He he's invited me to his show. We're gonna be um doing a a, a reading of Ibram X's book um to be an anti-racist. Mm-hmm, um, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna I'm not gonna get into that too much because <clears throat> I want to talk about the NBA. <laughs> Let's talk about it. The NBA. Man, look, 
everybody everybody's applauding the NBA. I do applaud them. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm such a, <laughs> yep, Torian didn't turn off Sorry. his phone, y'all. I, I really thought I turned that <laughs> off too, my bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I want to talk about the NBA. You know, it's always two sides to, 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 the, to the story. And, and with me, you know how I look at, at things. I always want to bring the, uh, as Torian likes to say, I like to play the contrarian and, and, and look at both sides to not to, degrade or 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 put down our beloved athletes but i i want to provide suggestions and i want us to not just laud them for 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 the things that they do i want i want us all to repeat these similar suggestions you don't have to follow what i what i've looked up and what i what i what i've researched but i I just want to give you something to munch on something to chew on and you can go do your own research and, and look at these things if you are a sports fan, this is the show for you um, because I want to talk about the NBA and their protests. Um, set in context, everybody know the NBA playoffs. Uh, well, maybe not everybody know the NBA playoffs have, have resumed because their ratings are fairly low um, right now because people don't like basketball in the bubble. However, I'm, I'm, I'm an NBA fan and I'm still watching the NBA. If you guys are a basketball fan in the bubble, don't hesitate to comment out there. The comment section is open. And as I stated, I want to talk about the NBA. I have to put that up there. You know, I forget from time to time. So yeah. people come in and don't it's know. Hard, it's hard to about. produce and, and, and make sure we stay engaged and entertained. Trust me, I do the same thing Man, on our look, show, so uh, I don't know how it is. Look, hey, Frontline team, if you want to work with the Frontline Stereo <laughs> Podcast, y'all can come <laughs> join the team now because, Torian, you are absolutely right. It is hard to produce and, and facilitate a conversation. Um, and, and I've been talked about my Something ability like to facilitate some of these conversations. But the one of the things I want to talk about in the NBA is, again, there's two sides to this story. And to provide context for you guys, the NBA um, went on what they call what people have been calling a boycott. I call it a protest or a strike because and quite frankly, I don't even call it a protest or a strike. Brian, what's going on, man? How you doing out there today? I'm glad you joined in to listen with us. The uh, a a strike or a protest. And quite frankly, um, I I feel like their strike, their protest had been neutralized. And I'm going to tell you why I'll get it. I'll get into it. But the. Over the, the the past couple of weeks, we've seen Kenosha, Wisconsin, get turned upside down on his head because of Jacob Blake and police officer his encounter his encounter with police officers um, <laughs> caused seven shots to the back. Um, no, he did not die, which is a good thing, but it caused seven shots to the back to the back end. Uh, rightfully so, our athletes who have a a platform said we're not playing basketball not just any athletes the milwaukee bucks who would all by all rights be the the team who would be projected to to win if you're an east coast fan um and and not just a lakers fan they they they're definitely the favorite team with Antetokounmpo and and everything they have going rightfully so i applaud the milwaukee bucks george hill for standing up and saying hey look basketball is not important right now we're not going to be playing. Um, I think everybody needs to focus on the the politic, the political side of things, and and focus on what just happened to Mr. Jacob Blake over in Kenosha, Wisconsin. We're in Milwaukee. Uh, we're in Wisconsin, and we think that's where the the attention needs to go. T, it's getting crazy out here, man. Did you do you have any background on this Jacob Blake shoot? Yeah, I mean, I, I know about it. 
um, with the limited and filtered knowledge of the of the of the media and what they want us to know. Mandate. Uh, but you know, I, I have the gist of, of of everything that happened, and um, it's I mean, it's consistent, right? It's consistent what what is what with what has been happening for decades, if not centuries. So that part is not surprising. Um, we've had this conversation before. I, mean, I think what's yeah. new now is just that things are being recorded. So we see this and how it relates to the NBA, though, is what I really want to kind of get into. Yeah, I'm going to get, you know. I, and you, I want to know, I want to know what you mean by it's been neutralized, too. Okay. Right, as I'm, far as the, the protest. I'll answer that question, but I want to, I just want to, I want to start to debunk myths that has, has, has come out of our mouths. And we, we don't even realize when it come out of our mouths. I know I watched your show. Um, this this past Monday, and you guys had kind of a racial conversation about um, things that are recorded and, and and brought to our attention via social media, and you mm-hmm. you kind of just reiterated that you just said, hey, look, um, everything out here on social media, and this is what I see, and and you know these things are being brought to the forefront. I just want to point out to people that these things are not just now being brought to the forefront. They're not just now on. Um, they're just not now there is not now um, social media is not is, is not what's bringing to the forefront. And it's not the first time it's been recorded since the 1960s, the civil rights movement, Jim Crow era. Uh, I, I know we all have had the ability to sit down in school and see those same black and white videos where people have yeah. dogs sicked on them. So that that was recorded. I, I know we've seen um, Caucasian men and women spitting on uh, our native black Americans for doing sit-ins into uh, at counters that that was recorded. And I, I need us to start to get on page with stop, stop allowing people to say, Oh, social media is bringing this to the forefront. No, it's already been in the forefront. You guys haven't been paying attention, but let me jump back to your question. The question is how, how's the NBA tie into this? They have a platform and I, I love our athletes. LeBron James said it best. I'm more than an athlete. And I like to always applaud them for saying, yeah, you are more than an athlete. And I like to remind people that most of these athletes are college educated students or college educated men. They, they went to college. That's how they, a lot of them went to college and that's how they got um, in the NBA and, and have the platform that they have now. But when it comes to the protests being neutralized, bruh, they went ahead and postponed the games. That's why I got the title, NBA protests or postponement. It, it's not a strike anymore. If, if we want to put this in context with uh, the likes of Colin Kaepernick or Muhammad Ali or players back in the NFL who struck at a, at a period in time, even though they were striking for money, they gave it all up. Muhammad Ali said, hey, look, I'm the champ. Y'all didn't nobody beat me. Y'all had to come take this belt from me because I didn't agree to go enlist in the army the way you guys wanted me to be drafted as a part of the army. That's giving it all up. He didn't care whether he fought again. He he stood on his moral ground. He he put his he put his um his his foot forward and said, "This is this is who I am as a person, and this is what I'm gonna do." The NBA. Yes. Again, I'm not. I don't want anybody to think I'm. I'm just hitting them and talking about the 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 NBA players. I, I applaud them because what they did is pull pull some more attention. It, it's it's driven this conversation that I'm having right now. It's starting. That, it's 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 going to start that conversation. However, they let them neutralize them by just saying NBA games have been postponed. And they will resume in three days. It's no longer a protest <clears throat> or a strike. It's like he, y'all so, got a sick day. So let me- 
So let me ask you a question then. What could they have d- done if they don't own the teams? Man, okay. So, one, I applaud LeBron James, the L.A. Clippers, the L.A. Um, Lakers, because from what, to my understanding, the NFL, I mean, you said NFL, the NBA Players Association had a meeting to talk about the acts that they were going to make as a group of players who have a platform. They wanted more than just Black Lives Matters on Black Lives Matters on the um, on the on the court, projected on the court, and e- equality jerseys and Black Lives Matters jerseys. They they the ask that they have asked has been to have all the stadiums turn into um, voting. Um, sites for people to come to and be able to vote in person. Great ask, right? But then I started I like doing that. Yeah, it is it's a great ask. But then I started mm-hmm. doing my research team. Again, this is not me saying <laughs> <laughs> this is not me saying, hey look guys, um, the NBA suck. They did they they nobody's listening to them. This is not me saying that at all. I'm plotting them being more than an athlete and being trying to be activists because I want to point out this activism thing for them is very new. And just a few suggestions with some data that I'm looking at has has come about. And this one of the data that I want to show you is one of the pieces of data I want to show you is the the top 10 or top 25 um, salaries in the NBA um, in the, in the in being paid in the NBA right now. When I show you this list, I thought I had this up. Bear with me. When I show you this list, not only are mm. you going to um, find that the the top ten players, you would you would think it'd be very diverse. It's not very. It's not diverse at all. The top the the ranking salaries in the NBA are. I, the, I, I'm only talking about the top ten, and the top twenty five is are are mainly native Black Americans. We're not talking about no no random. No random guys. So let me get this up on the on the board so we can take a look at look at this. Um, bear with me, guys. I'm just pulling this up. Here we go. Here we so go. so when you post this as you're as you're setting it up, so you're taking an analysis of the top 25 people's or players' salary and then benchmarking that against what? I'm benchmarking it against. I'm one. I want to show you what they're earning per year. And again, I know this is new to you guys. I know it's new to the NBA, but we, we, we're looking at Steph Curry at the top of the lift make, list making $40 million a year. Chris Paul, one of the NBA, the NBA Players Association president um, at 38. Right behind him, Russell Westbrook, which is also a, a, a big advocate in the NBA Players Association at 38 mil. John Wall, James Harden, the guys that you are seeing in the playoffs, LeBron James, 37 mil. Okay, and this is where I want you to bear with me. Um, what am I benchmarking it against? You say they don't own the teams. I get it. They don't own the teams. But let me show you what the people who do own the teams are doing. Uh, give me one second here. I'm slow. Let me show you what the people who do own the teams are doing. These are, if you can see the screen, uh, you can't see the screen yet. These are the the campaign donations um, from 2016. These are the campaign donations from 2016 to the candidates that that have been supported in, um, in in government by the NBA, by the NBA. And when I say NBA, most of these people are 
owners, I'm going to show you which owners and which donations. Um, Mark Anderson, he's the vice president of NBA. Kathy Blair is president of NBA. Um, president of the uh, president of Milwaukee, NBA PA. Um, look at their donations: twenty seven hundred, fifteen hundred, fourteen fifty. Jason Kidd, he's a coach, fifty two hundred. A big one that stuck um, stuck out for me. Look, this these are Marco Rubio's um, NBA from. He got donors. He got six don NBA donors and raised two hundred and sixty seven thousand um, dollars. Doug DeVos, Richard DeVos. Um, Richard DeVos Jr. And I want to point out, who's our uh, Secretary of Education, people? That's, Bet that's Betsy DeVos. Betsy DeVos owns the NBA team. What do you see missing from this list? And again, this is a, a suggestion, Torian. The people who I feel like are missing from this list, yes, they have a platform. The players. Yeah, the players are missing, guys. You also have to put your money where your mouth is. This is and, 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 and again, I'm not downing the NBA, the NBA teams um, or the or the players. I'm saying, hey, look, you guys do have a platform and you, what you ask for, which is very new to you, trying to be an activist for the NBA players, especially this generation of NBA players. I mean, matter of fact, let me say the last generation, because Mike and them didn't do shit. <laughs> these <laughs> these guys are at least trying to do something. Mike and them just learned how to earn money. These guys are saying, hey, this these things have to stop. So I'm definitely clapping for LeBron and, and, and the rest of the team. But if you're making $38 million a year, this is a – when I look at these um, these numbers, I'm hoping you guys can see this, $2,700 is not a lot to ask for. And the fact that the top 25 players are native black Americans, let's go back to these top 25. These, this, this is James Harden. The, the, the NBA is spread out through 27 cities, guys. Most of these 27 cities that they are spread out between, um, one, these players are not from those cities. One, they can help the cities that they're from, and they can also help the cities that, um, that, they're, that they're playing in. I'm not, I'm not saying they're not. I, I do believe there's a, a plethora of NBA players like LeBron James who's putting affordable housing back, back back in play in places like Cleveland. Hell, he started a whole school. But if you really want to give us a platform, Torian, one of the things that you talked about so much is giving us an economic platform. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Here go the money, I'm man. Gonna do a real, absolutely. I'm going to do a real quick plug. Anybody who's watching, make sure you come back to Power Nomics, Dr. Claude Anderson. It's the basis for a lot of different things. This, this is the book that you want to read right here. Um, yeah, I have talked about economics, but let's 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 look at it from the standpoint of understanding the system that you're in, right? So you you mentioned that Jordan and some of the other players didn't do anything. That may be true, right? Mm -hmm. But I would also say that as players progressively made more money, it's just like music industry. You you learn the system. And then you learn how to best navigate in the system, but you have to start somewhere. Right. It's almost like that song that Pharrell made with Jay Z that just came out last week that talks about stock the shelf until you're stocking for yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. And the majority of people that identify as Native Black Americans don't have a comprehensive understanding of the economic system that we're in. So even those are, those are big numbers that are up there, and I'm not saying they can't contribute and they you know campaign packs and stuff like that. Um, I just don't believe that collectively 
that we have done a really good job of saying, how do we pull our money, whether it be 32 million or 32,000, so that we can get the right candidates in place. And if we talk about that from the standpoint of ownership, it makes it that much more difficult because even though you are making 32 million, and let's keep it real, they're only seeing out of that 32, they're probably only bringing home 17 because they're taxed on a lot of it, right? They are. Um, which is fine because everybody pays taxes. Well, not everybody, but employees pay taxes up front for sure. Um, is understanding holistically how to how to come together and, and put money behind candidates. And that's, a, that's something that I don't think within sports that people have really talked about, one. And then two, even with those salaries, man, if you think if you can get paid $32 million, that means they're bringing in at least a quarter of a million in revenue, right? It's usually, usually the formula in business is 10 times your salary is what you're bringing in in revenue in some way that's quantifiable at a minimum. I would argue it's probably even more for someone like the top 25 in the NBA. So I agree with you that there could be more that's done from a, from a political standpoint. But again, it goes back to the collective mindset and wherewithal that we within the Native Black community has to have, which is how do we pull resources so that we can have economic blocks to make systemic change? The conversation is the same. The, the situation is just a little bit different. And it's a larger platform. And it's NBA players. And I know you say you're a big NBA play, NBA fan. I am. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I haven't watched the NBA in, in probably a decade. Man, so, <laughs> so that's why that's why when we were talking about the show, I was like, I um, about the- I don't know how much value doing, I can add to your show, bro. Because because my disengagement, and I talked about my healing process or whatever the past 10 or 15 years, but I just make it a point to not, I don't, I don't want to be entertained. Right. Like, you know, sometimes I have a little break and I watch TV and stuff like that. But for me, I'm in the books, I'm learning, I'm writing. And I think collectively, I'm not saying that people have to do what I do, but I think we have to do a much better job of being educated and applying what we learn and what we know, as opposed to seeking some level of entertainment. More information, information, information over emotional. That's what we have to be, people. And we continue to, I mean, it's... It, I, I hate to call it tokenism, but I, I'm I'm finding a lot of tokenism going on. Um, Ruben, I appreciate your comment. State de- the state director is in the building. Um, yeah, I, I get it. Two two of those incidents that Bucks player had weighed heavily um, on on the reason why the Bucks decided to protest. George Hill um, and and a few other players in the past had some had some things happen to them with the police over there in Milwaukee. But and this is where I go. Hey, man, look, I, I keep as I dig into these things and I look at some of these things, I go, what is the NBA players? What are the NBA players looking at be, before they start to do their ask? And and this is what this is where I'm encouraging the NBA players to look at some of the items that I'm finding um, or you guys to make this a, a mainstream conversation because. By all rights, the the Milwaukee Bucks did have the right to be the people to to set the, the to set the strike off. But then when I look at stuff like this, Wisconsin unemployment disparity between blacks and whites is the worst in the United States. How can we have a platform go to go to protest and strike, and then the only ask that we ask, and specifically with these things going on in Milwaukee, the only ask that we ask that they made the public aware of right now is 
that they create some strategic um, equity group to to help make help bring awareness to to the dis disparities between um, the the racial divide, and then we ask the arenas to be open for polling places. I can think of millions of ideas that we could have um, done, but if you look at Milwaukee specifically, Milwaukee specifically has a large disparity between blacks and whites in the United States. They, in fact, they're calling it the worst in the United States. And when you look at the stats, I want to say they're, they're, um, their unemployment rate, here we are, and back in, back in 2019, <coughs> or not back in 2019, in 20, or 2018, Wisconsin black, black um, unemployment rate in 2018 was an estimated was estimated at 7.6% compared to just 2.8% um, for whites. This is our culture, dude. This is an ass that you have to make. This is him, Ruben. When you, when you, uh, I'm not going to, I can't read all that comment, man. And I don't, don't want to post it. When I open up the lines, I'm definitely going to, you got to call in and you got to say all that. <laughs> I, I know it's NBA players that absolutely pledge their salary. But these are the things that we got to get on page with because I'm, I'm saying this, the owner are donating 27, I mean, 2,700. Come on, dude. That's, that's players should be on this but list. It, but let's, but let's keep it real though. It's not even about the money per se. Those are is drops in the bucket. One, no, well, when? in that case, it's not, no, it's not. Cause $2,700 is not a lot of money for me. And mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not, right. I'm not now, owner for a $38 million for a $38 million owner a year? No, that's not. Even but if it's $20 million that they're getting back, that's not a lot of money. It's not a lot of money. But my but my point is, is that they have the relationships, right? A mm -hmm. lot of these, a lot of companies have lobbyists. I, I know these NBA teams have lobbyists. And they hedge. I'm sure that they are contributing in some way, shape, or form to just about anybody because they want to be able to have a seat at the table regardless of who wins. But let me, let me throw out there an even bigger play. And I'm not trying to criticize the NBA players because I, I do think that in real time that they're doing the best that they can. And I applaud uh, LeBron James. I've, I, I've, I've always liked him. Um, I have more and more respect for him because he truly is standing up. Um, I mean, I'm still a Jordan fan because I'm from Chicago. So that is what it is. But um, I take my hats off to him. I salute him for sure. And, and all the people that are supporting him. But you want to know the real economic play? You want to know how to really make a shift with this? I'm listening. Those top 25 guys? Those top 25 go guys. Go play for Ice Cube. Off 25. I'm, dude, we'll I'm with it. I hear it. Even <laughs> That's how you do it. That is how, how you do it. it. That is this is what would happen. It. This is what would happen. Because Ice Cube has relationships across the board. He has credibility across the board. If he can get those guys to do that, he would get the funding to build his league out. And that is how you make economic shift and still keep the entertainment that you need. And then you build the equity of his organization and of course, he would be entrusted and empowered to do the right thing by people, which, you know, I have full faith that he that he would only because he's he's been consistent in his message ever since I was a kid. Right. right. But that's how you make a real impact. That's how you make a real shift. The top 25. Hey, we out. We going to play for the uh, for, for Cuban and history on three league. Now, would the game be different? Yes. Would people have to adjust things? Yes. But if we're talking about making social well economic change that leads to real sustainable social, uh, social change. That's something that you can do. Yeah. Look right now I, I went ahead and opened up the, the comments. Um, you guys can chime in. The link is in the, in the comment section, copy the link, 
join us, give us, engage with us. Um, we're talking about the NBA today. I, I again, I don't want to say that I'm I'm down in the NBA or or I'm, I'm I'm really having a problem with what they did. I think they should use their platform. Um, unfortunately, and from our communities, the the athletes and the entertainers have the, as you said, Tori, in the relationships, or they have, they're close to the people with the relationships in order to help drive change. I'm, and again, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm saying, I'm saying the owners have the relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not, I agree. Now, now, now I do think that the athletes have influence and impact with their I'm owners. I'm talking about with, I'm sorry, what'd you On say? On their owners. I mean, they, I mean, if, if, if we keep saying, I'm not going to no, play. They're, they're employees, man. They're, they, I mean, they I mean at the end of the day, they're employees. I mean, it's no different than working at the grocery store. It's just a higher salary and a larger uh, market and platform. But at the end of the day, even though they're contractual and they have a contract, they're still employees and they can terminate those contracts. Very and much that's so. ultimately what it comes down to. So even with that slide that you showed about Wisconsin, you know, forget about giving political packs. How about if the top 25 players said, you know what? We're going to invest $40 million collectively into one neighborhood. We're going to buy Milwaukee, mm -hmm. essentially. We're going to invest in Milwaukee. And we're going to use this as the litmus test over the next three to five years to really show how economic change leads to real social change, which leads to political voting blocks and gets the right people in to grow things out. That's another way or another version of protest. And if people were to still stay with the NBA, that people could actually do that. But we have to realize that all of this, everything in the system that we are in comes down to economics. And when we say economics, just like slavery was, it comes down to ownership. What do you own and what do you control? We got a, we got a, somebody who want to engage with us, our, our, our favorite our favorite person, Jaron. What's, what's your, up, man? You are now on the what's front line. On, what's, your, what's your comments or, or question? Um, I just wanted to say I agree with what Torian is saying. Like it's it's with us to make the change. Um, but I believe it's kind of hard for us as professional black, especially professional black athletes, to promote how they feel because in all it's hard for them to promote how they feel. Stuff, Why do you say that? It, Aren't they the salesmen? They the ones selling all the shoes. This is why, because at the end of the day, um, like Torian said, a lot of these players are, you know, they can voice their opinion, but the, their team owners are white. They can't say certain things. Why? Because they're financed by white money. LeBron's contract is paid by white people money. Granted, black people invest in them too, but the main thing is, is like the owners, you know, owners control that stuff. They control the black players' money. So it's like they can't say certain things on certain platforms. And if they do, then it's like you can... So risk it all. Why not be like? Why not be like? Why not be like Muhammad Ali? Why not risk it all? Have you, wait, hold on. Time out. Have you risked it all? No, I haven't Have risked, I it risked it all. It I'm talking to TL. No, I haven't. <laughs> no. Until until <laughs> until y'all see you know what Muhammad Ali what <laughs> Muhammad Ali said is what Muhammad Ali said years ago is very very true. Where he said that the enemy is not overseas; it's here in America. America wants us to go fight a war against a man who has never disrespected them, but there were Caucasians who would walk up to our ancestors and call them niggers. And it was like, where's the real enemy at? And that's a problem right there within itself. Man, that's look, still not being acknowledged. Man, you, listen. You, you saying the N-word. <laughs> listen, I don't, you can call me whatever you want. As long as Shit, I'm controlling right? my economic destiny, podcast, your man. words don't matter. I'm, and this is me personally, right? Mm -hmm. Because I, I don't agree with the word. Do I think that it's something that people should be calling other people? No. But 
when you, when you're empowered and you have control over the resources for your destiny, it changes the narrative. And you everything that we are talking, everything that we are, talk huh? That's what I'm saying. I'm I am not the forty million dollar man per year. That's why I can't risk it all. I can't right now. Okay, but 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 the zeros and the commas are different, but the premise is the same because it could be an NBA player that says, "Listen." I'm not a I'm not a forty million dollar guy. I'm a fifteen million dollar guy, which means I'm only bringing home six, and I got three kids, and I, you know, so I, I, and I'm not judging you. I'm not mm -hmm. judging you, just like I'm not judging him. But what I am saying though is that that's a challenging thing to do when you're an employee and you are beholden to the rules and the code of conduct and the policies for the organization that you are beholden to. Not a judgment. Been there myself. I understand how it is. I, I mean, I've been there, but. But I've also articulated how I felt, but you have to do it within the box of those who, who control the resources. Look, Jaron, I want you to stick with us. Thank you for joining us and, 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 and breaking off the comments. I appreciate it, brother. If, you, if, you, if there's something else you want to chime in, you know you, you, you're always open to. No doubt, no doubt. It's always a pleasure. Appreciate it, man. Ruben, you got to call in, bro. Because <laughs> them, them, them some long texts, them some, them some messages in the comments, and I, and I definitely want your opinion. Um, but, but again, but, but you, ahead, but you understand what I'm saying though? I, no, I do understand what you're saying, but again, I, we can't keep, we can't have it both ways guys. We, we can't go on one side and say economics is our issue. When we look at, um, this, this decadent group of, of, of black native black men who all earn over $30 million a year and say, this is still our issue. This is we, we need a, a different set of salesmen. I don't know. We, we, we need a, a, a different group of people who are willing to to show them how to do their money. This is why I applaud the people, the likes of LeBron James and Jalen Rose and and David Robinson, because they just they put their money where their mouth was. They, they opened up schools. They opened up homes. I'm not saying these are the only athletes that have done that, but these are very visible things that we've seen. Sha Shaquille O'Neal is very visible in his activism. Um, Magic Johnson's very visible in his activism. And and I even get the owners. They hedge, you know, when they donate, they hedge both ways. They go Democrat and, and yeah, Republican. Of course. of course. But when I look at striking and, and taking a, a stand at something, the first round of the NBA playoffs was against was Milwaukee against the Magic. There's your shot. Betsy DeVos is our educational secretary. She's she can dial up Trump, I'm sure, on the line. Bro, we got to do something. And they need to make specific ask. And again, this is me not downing them. This is saying, hey, look, here's some research. This is what's going on in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The Magic are in the playoffs. I know she wants to make this money. The DeVos family wants to make this money. Hey, can we get one of the DeVos owners to come down? We have a direct line to the president. This is the things that we need to have a, a conversation about and, and stop asking for for. Um, these are these are easy asks uh, to, to, to sit back and go, hey, open up the stadiums that we're currently not using for voting um, spots. That's yeah, that's a, that's an ask. It's, it's, it's a good ask. So 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 let me ask you this, though, because so it's, it's in line with what you're saying. So why do you think the top native black American athletes go to larger schools and not HBCUs? Again, they want that's where the exposure comes from. They, they're trying to get into the league and they feel like that's their best route to the league. But if they started impressing upon the, the, the people under them, the people that's up and coming right now is a perfect time to do it because no one's really playing anything. No one's really watching anything if they are playing and people are, are almost chalking these years up as uh, as COVID-19 environment years. 
this is the opportunity for those guys that are coming out of high school to say, hey, like the one kid did. He's a he's a top tier recruit, and he's saying, I'm not going to a PWI. I'm going to an HBCU. Um, I'm hoping by me saying I'm going to an HBCU, that'll make other people follow. Um, other top tier recruits follow me to this HBCU, and that's mm-hmm. where that makes the NBA have to come recruit from there, or the NFL have to come recruit from these HBCUs, and and therefore giving these HBCUs more money, um, so they don't have to rely on their their alumni, which also doesn't have tons of money. We got another um, brother who want to engage with us. Ruben Grant, welcome to the front. Oh, did it get him? It didn't. Ruben Grant, welcome to the front line. What's up, man? Hey, man, y'all, y'all into my subject tonight, bro. Man, talk look, to let's man. talk to us. Hey, now, the the reason they're back playing, you know, you got to understand, is exactly what Torian was talking about. It's dollars and cents. Mm-hmm. If they stopped playing, the CBA would have been dissolved, violation of their contracts. Everything is up for renegotiation for years to come. They were not about to allow that to happen. But you know, we don't make them. We don't make them put their money where their mouth is. And and this is T even suggested it. I thought it was a great suggestion. This is where you have the backup plan and say, Cube, you ready to run more than the three on three league? Let's let's risk it. Let's do it. I know I'm not the NBA player giving up forty million, but is they this do. where you go to that black backup plan? You can tell them to go to that backup plan, but until you have to deal with that backup plan and your wife and family have to deal with that backup plan, you out there on an island, bro. Remember, these cats are in a bubble. They are. All the by the themselves. Orlando bubble. They made that phone call home later that night, and the wifey said, uh, slow down, bro. Slow mm-hmm. down. Because ultimately, in the system that we're in, people are going to gravitate toward their own self-interest. Oh, that's very that, true. That, that, that is the system that we're in. Yeah. Okay. And so we we can we can say we want to blow it up and completely change it, which one I don't agree with, and two I don't think people really 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 understand the cost of that. We're talking about this generation and the next generation that it would look completely different before we can even get to something that's really tangible, or you figure out how to navigate the system and master the system that you're in. And so, yeah, they, they, they're doing the best that they can and they're pushing the limit the best that they possibly can. But ultimately, they are beholden to, like, like Ruben was saying, my family interest, the interest of the contract that I have, and I have to look at the future. I have to make sure that I'm good before I can look out for everyone else. I'm not saying they're articulating that with their words, but these are our collective actions. And, I, you know, it's probably the reason why you haven't given up everything. I know it's the reason I haven't given up everything. I can't but it's it. also one of the reasons why the people that come from the native black American community who have not gained anything or is a little bit from the system will say, you know what? I'd rather just burn it down because I'm not getting any benefits. I appreciate, appreciate your comment, brother. I I know I'm I'm going to keep on watching. Yeah. And I'm gonna have to call you, bro. I got some ideas for something that we need to do. Hey, no doubt. All right, bro. Uh, Thank you. You got my number, bro. Yeah, I do. Man, look, these, these are, these are again suggestions. This is not me saying the NBA sucked. They could have did more. They could have did better. Yeah. I, I get it. They're they're new at this. They're 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 trying to figure out where their lane is, and and they're they're and they're trying to figure out how to make how to make their platform work for them, because everybody is tired, um, and that's where I want to get into the next part of the subject because the the whole NBA talk is because of Mr. Jacob Blake. Let's talk Jacob Blake. Man, brother, 
and you like me, you like I have a, a group of white friends. <laughs> and there's no other I way to say it. I have a lot got, of white friends. We got a lot of white friends. And, of yeah, course, this is a conversation that they want to have with their black guy, their black friend. And they're saying, <laughs> they say, TL, do you agree with what happened with Jacob Blake? Because what I see, I continuously see, is black men being um, resisting arrest. And that is the number one thing. When you resist arrest, this is what happens. And I just, I actually, <laughs> watching your show again reminded me of something. Um, mm. American culture is not even built on what just happened. If you look at any Western movie, any cowboy movie, shooting people in the back was considered a cowardice move. American culture says if you shoot somebody in the back once, you're a coward. And they get upset with me because I go, Seven times, seven sh shots in the back. Not only is this a scared ass coward cop, that's even not our culture. And when I say our culture, I mean American culture. That's not what we're built on. That's not what we do. And I don't know why you would cite fear of life by the cop, but not cite fear of life by the person who's running away from them or who's, who's resisting arrest, as you guys claim. We, we got to start family listeners, frontline listeners. We have to start debunking and stopping our friends from saying things like this, because if you're willing to cite fear of life for that cop, you have to understand that our struggle, our history, our background is also rooted in a level of fear, which makes us want to resist or go away. And quite frankly, I'm looking for it and I'm going to find it. I want to see how many white people are charged with resisting arrest. And I want to see how many black people are charged with resisting arrest. And then I want to, I want to divulge those statistics. I didn't find those, but what I did find is what I did find is I want to see what type of city Kenosha, Wisconsin was because I want to play I want to play a clip for us before I um, go into this 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 other part of the conversation because the police chief of Kenosha, Wisconsin, after the Rittenhouse shooting, he had this to say. Everybody involved was out after the curfew. The curfew's in place to protect. Had persons not been out involved in, in violation of that, perhaps the situation that, that unfolded would not have happened. So the last night, a 17-year-old individual from Antioch, Illinois, was involved in the use of firearms to resolve whatever conflict was in place. The result of <laughs> white friends, black friends, listen to me. When I heard this police chief talk about citing curfew as the reason why this young, this young coward, not man, this coward who crossed state lines illegally with a firearm illegally after shooting people flee illegally. Um, and you use, curfew as the reason why this happened. The only thing that I can think of is my readings going back to the Jim Crow era. My readers in the Jim Crow era explaining to me that there was these towns called sundown towns, sundown cities, sundown counties. Um, if you've heard of a sundown town or sundown county or sundown city, um, definitely chime in. But for those who don't know what a sundown town is, in the Jim Crow era, there was town cities and counties in which if you were a black man or woman and you were caught in that city, town, or, or county, when the sun went down, it was legal for the police and other people to lynch you. 
legal to lynch you. And when I hear something in today's day and age where we say racism is starting to dissipate <laughs> and, and, and people aren't racist anymore, it's just about protection and resisting and, and, and all these other items that you want to place in front of the, the simple, the very simple part of the debate is I just know I hear racism come out. And look, Anna Illinois is another sun. There's a sun downtown. Look, y'all share y'all sun downtowns because what I have to what what I looked up. These are the ten cities in Wisconsin with the most KKK members, and guess who on that list? Y'all can Kenosha, already Wisconsin. guess. Kenosha, Wisconsin is <laughs> number ten on this list. Racine is number eight, and if you go to number eleven, which I also know. It's 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 Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So that's why I said the NBA players had absolute right to um, start the protests. But when we when we when we're dealing and talking about some of these things, some of these situations that come about and we say this is a racist situation. And, and to my white friends who don't understand how deeply rooted this is, how, how deeply rooted the racism comes from. This is a sundown town. Not only is it a sundown town, it's a town where if you can if you can pull the maps, which I should have did because I did look at these maps. If you can pull the maps for Kenosha, Wisconsin, you would also note that the place where he was shot at was redlined for for being uh, for being a, a a noted area with black people, which is also a noted area for where they over police. Also a noted area where they over police so they can um, drive down rates so they can come back in and gentrify. This is what we we're looking. Jacob Blake is is a product of this systemic racism. Um, people don't talk about the 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 good part about Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake is actually from Evanston, Illinois. Um, Jacob Blake actually comes from a family in which his his grandfather um, was a large organizer of some of the protests held by Dr. Martin Luther King right there, right there in Illinois. He comes from that background. So when you, when, when my white friends and my, and, and my black friends who agree with my white friends say, but if they didn't arrest, resist arrest, we wouldn't be talking about, it. we wouldn't be talking about this. I just want to go home. And then they start to cite what his record is and, and what his background again record alleged things not nothing that he went to jail for alleged things it's not like the cops knew that when they rolled up on the scene they didn't know what they yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter none of those things matter. have anything to do with him being shot in the back seven times Even this once. is a coward act right you can if we have if you have this conversation with me we can we can have this conversation and you can cite fear you can cite resistance of arrest as soon as you as soon as you hear that this gentleman was shot this man this criminal whatever you want to call him was shot seven times you should say yeah that's a problem that's an issue this is why people are standing up and and i had one of my friends he 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 goes off to say um it's not like nba players i don't know what you're doing it's, it's not like anybody's listening to you we had this same conversation. I had the uh, same conversation with him, a similar one um, with him when four years ago when Colin Kaepernick was doing these same things. And he goes, he says, TL, why couldn't he just go speak with some of the ownership and do spots um, 
on the jumbotron during the game at halftime or before the game or after the game to 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 cite racial equity um, and to bring awareness to 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 the racism that that exists in this community or bring um, aware awareness to police brutality. And now, four years later, we've seen a guy shot seven times in the back and the NBA players stand up and they actually have Black Lives Matter on the court. They're citing um, awareness throughout their screens in the bubble while they're playing in the playoffs. And they decide to protest, whether it be neutralized or not. Um, they, they, they decide to protest and you're saying no one's listening to you anyway. Which one is it, buddy? We can't continue to allow people like this to just share these type of opinions because not only does it cite your privilege, it also cites how blind you are to the racism and you can't be that blind to this level of racism. Because again, this goes back deep. We're, we're talking about an over-policed town that is cited as a racist town that would be where you're hearing your police officers tell us curfew is the reason why somebody <laughs> um, was was shot, not not the fact that a 17-year-old who bought a gun passed across state line. I don't care if it was a 15-minute ride across state line. If I bring a gun anywhere, I'm expecting to use it, which means when he shot someone, he expected to shoot someone. And I don't know why I said, I don't know any 17-year-olds going out. I don't know any 17-year-olds going out to um to to protect their TJ Maxxes and their their car dealerships. How is it? How is the how are the these businesses more important to you? And you're appreciating these guys and these gentlemen. And now it's just you. I, he he was protecting himself. Here here's the thing, man. Dude, we we have to understand. I think Jay Z said this right. Don't argue with fools because from a distance you can't tell who is who. Mm -hmm. So all of these meanings the. The his, his history and the, trying to degrade his character or trying to say that somebody who travels whatever amount of miles that has nothing to do with him or anything that he owns and finding meaning in how he decided to act, these are all ways in which people are trying to justify injustice. And so when, like for me, when, when I hear those, those foundational arguments come from people, I just stop because these are people who don't want to empathize. They don't want to broaden how they see things and try to say, okay, I've never experienced this. Maybe I don't even agree with it, but let me try to at least get some understanding as to why there are millions of people actually that feel a certain way. So again, I go back to the economics, I, <laughs> Wasting my breath and trying to convince people who don't want to be convinced. It's like my grandma used to say, don't try to keep anybody that doesn't want to be kept. Right. Right. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. So it's like, okay, I understand where you are. But again, I don't think things will fundamentally change until there's some economics around that. And so there's a way in which the funding of police that comes from the county or the local governments or whatever comes from a pool of tax money that is native black American. Hello. That's and that's the only reason why I pull up those top 10, top 25 salaries, because the money has to be pulled. And, and we, we have this conversation all the time, Tori. Hmm. We can't keep driving multiple narratives into this conversation. We can't keep hitching. Hmm. We can't keep hitching the immigration conversation up to our wagon. 
and expecting us to get somewhere. And when we see the immigration conversation um, pass our, our, our racism conversation or our, our black awareness conversation, we get upset. We can't keep hitching the LGBTQ conversation. I, I'm not saying these conversations don't deserve their own attention. They do. But what's happening is they're because you don't want to deal with what we have. You don't want to deal with the black conversation because that literally tears down every bit of the system, which you know, and you love yeah. mm-hmm. because you don't want to do that. It, it tears down everything at the core until you deal with that. We as native black Americans or American descendants of slaves, which I like to say Adolf's group, mm-hmm. we can't keep hitching the other conversations onto our, con- onto our conversation. We have to have a, a direct narrative one one focus and, and and I think that's what the NBA put up there one mission we have to have one mission I don't know I, I mean I know what my mission has been my mission has always been um on the reparations conversation because I do believe economics will change our um our conversation it completely changes the conversation um I it's it's pretty much almost that time T, go ahead and is it? Yeah, it, yeah, I know the conversation went quick. Wow. You always be like, I, mean, I, I feel like I, I didn't even speak really, but go ahead. <laughs> you be like, T, I don't even know what I'm gonna say, man. <laughs> I was like, dude, we got plenty of time. Just talk. But yeah, it's that time, man. Hmm. Let's start closing that thing out. Come on, give me T's take. Oh, you want me to close it out? Wow. Why um, not? We talking about economics, and sometimes you just hit you hit the point on the head when it, the way it needs to be hit. Yeah, I, I, let's just go back to Jacob Blake. It's, this is another tragedy. It's another human tragedy. It's a human life for all the God-fearing Christian, Muslim, whatever religious institution that you buy into. Uh, this this is one of your institution's children. So the way in which we try to find meaning the way in which we try to justify being shot in the back, being murdered. Seven times. Seven times, even if it's one time. It, it doesn't even align to the things that a lot of people, the majority of people say they actually believe. So my focus is always gonna be in how do you find some truth in the humanity of it, one. And then two, I always challenge people, my white friends, that as you become more aware, how do you actually start to not only empathize, but change your actions and calibrate your actions where you are so that there can be things that are actually done about this. And a lot of that is partnering with, investing with, putting your money behind, funds behind, things are gonna make the change. Now, for native black Americans who might be listening, I, I, I go back to, yes, the economics are important, we also have to do some internal healing so we can even pull that money together because a lot of it is centered around trust and how we show up with each other. So not trying to be overly critical of us, but looking at both of these situations, we really have to understand that at the very root of how the United States has been successful over the past 200 plus years comes down to the subsugation and dehumanization of people of African descent and others, but for the sake of our conversation of African descent. And until that is truly rectified and dealt with in a very courageous way, in a very candorous way, and a very impactful way, we will continue to have some version of this on both sides. And I think this is an opportunity to make that change, but it starts with you 
and it starts with where you are and how you show up. So that's always my challenge to people. What are you going to do different tomorrow than you did today that's going to make a lasting impact? And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, you can now back up off the front line. I thank you all for joining me tonight and and bearing with me as I processed all this stuff and took a little small vacation. Um, Appreciate all the comments and the listeners out there. Look for the audio. Again, we're on all streaming streaming sites at this point, um, whether that be Amazon, Audible, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We're there. Um, if you if you only heard a tidbit of what was going on tonight, go back and listen to the audio. And if you don't want to listen to the whole hour, speed it up. You can get it done in 30 minutes. <laughs> Holla. <laughs> All right, y'all. Take it easy.